Do you feel like you consistently don't have the photos or videos you need for things like reels you're working on, all of those Pinterest pins, your website design, or the slides for your new course? This is a struggle I see all too often with online business owners, and it used to be something that tripped me up too. You need images and videos in every nook of your business, and you probably are not doing a photo shoot for every specific photo need, and you definitely are not doing a video shoot. There are plenty of free stock image sites out there, but they don't cut it, at least not forever. Those images and videos often, like let's be real, feel pretty cheesy. They're seen literally everywhere, and they may not match your brand. Enter my favorite stock photo and video company, Hotstock. Guys, I've been a subscriber to Hotstock for over four years now, and I will never stop because this is a tool that makes marketing both easier and more effective in my business. I use Hotstock images and videos for things like course and webinar slides, podcast promotional graphics and videos on my website for reels and reels covers and so much more. As a Hotstock member, you can quickly download photos, videos, and even marketing templates for use in your business. And yes, I said video too, plenty of paid stock companies only focus on images, but Hotstock has a huge emphasis on quality videos as well. And they actually have over 9,500 stock assets to choose from, and they're constantly adding more. And I love using their search function to type in exactly what I need and find it quickly. So you can search based on things like the colors used in the image or video, if there are people in it or not, tech in it or not, and a bunch of other cool things. It's pretty amazing. And as a Breakthrough Brand podcast listener, Hotstock has hooked you up with a deal to get 15% off your subscription. Use the referral code Elizabeth at checkout to save 15% or visit elizabethmccravey.com slash hotstock. That's spelled H-A-U-T-E stock spelled like haute couture. And I'm also linking that for you in the show notes. I hope you'll check it out. It can change your business just like it's changed mine. Now here's the episode. Hey guys, I'm Elizabeth McCravey, a website designer and business coach for entrepreneurs and your host for the Breakthrough Brand Podcast, the show that's all about pulling back the curtain on how to actually build a successful business. I don't skim the surface around here. If you want a deep dive into the nitty gritty details of what it takes to run a successful business and stand out in a crowd, you're in the right place. After creating a multiple six-figure-a-year website design business in my 20s, I'm ready to share everything I've learned and everything I'm still learning because I believe the keys to building a thriving business should never be a secret. Here you'll find episodes that are actionable, direct, and fun, like French chatting business over coffee and a fresh, honest take on the reality of being an entrepreneur. If you're ready to master online marketing, branding, website design, mindset, and business strategy, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to build your breakthrough brand. Let's do this. All right, friends, this episode is going to be really short as I barely have an outline, but this is something that's been profound for me and really works well for me. And I think it could work well for you as well. And I got hit with the idea of doing an episode about this yesterday when I was on a walk and thinking about how, wow, I'm having a really great day. Like, what's something I do that helps that happen for me? 
and I jotted down some notes on my phone. I was like, I'm going to record an episode about this um, because I think this could be really impactful for you as well, just like it is for me. And um, I was not even planning on recording it today. And then I like still felt so inspired this morning. And so now at like 8.53, I'm like not planning to record podcast episodes today. And I am here recording this. Um, not sure even when I'll air it, but I was like, I got to get all this out. So anyway, I hope this is helpful for you. So we all have days uh, where at the end of the day, you hit the end and you're like, wow, that was a really awesome day. Or wow, that day really sucked. And I'm ready for a fresh start tomorrow. And often when we end the day feeling that way, sometimes we end the day more neutral, right? But often when we end it being like, that was an amazing day, or that day was not so amazing, we often are not asking what made it good or bad. We just move on like it was what it was. Maybe you're kind of mentally noting of like, you know, it was a really good day because something huge happened. But on the days that are mundane, but amazing, that's where I feel like we are missing an opportunity to really note hey, like what made it good or what made it bad if it was a bad mundane day and then try to do more of that. So I've had times recently, especially as I'm recording this right now, I'm like nearing the end of the first trimester pregnancy. But I've done this whole activity I'm going to talk to you guys about for a while. But especially recently, I've had so many days with like high highs and low lows. And I feel like this little practice has been especially helpful to me with that in mind. So the simple hack, and don't turn me off after you hear it because it really is simple and I want to explain it a bit more, but the simple hack, so simple. Document what feels good and what doesn't in your day in this particular season, um, noting that seasons change. I'm going to explain documenting in a moment. And then once you've documented it, make plans and structure your life to have more of what's good and figuring out how to avoid the what made the day bad. And again, if that sounds really plain and simple, it actually is really simple, but it really works despite simpleness. And there's more to explain than in the two and a half minutes I've been talking so far. So um, when you have a really good day, asking why, and when you have a really rough day, asking yourself what happened. And I want to note, as I say all that, that sometimes things are completely out of your control, good and bad things. Like you could have a bad day because you're sick with a stomach virus. Hello, that happened to me a few weeks ago. Or maybe you had a client cancel their project or you had a fight with a family member. All of those kinds of things are probably not that preventable or even like replicable. So I know that and I know that like you might be thinking about your day right now and be like, yeah, this thing happened and it was awful and like it wasn't really my doing. But sometimes, especially in those mundane days like I was talking about, it is things you can prevent, especially when it's a mundane day that was really good. It's typically good things that are likely really small things, interestingly, um, that can typically be replicated. And it's these small things that slowly add together on your mundane, normal work day to be a really good day. And like maybe, here's an example of one thing that's true for me, but maybe you realize that when you get ready for the day in the morning, even though you're self-employed and work from home, uh, you feel better like the whole day. So that's just a little example. So here is exactly what I do though to get back to like the practical. So I keep a note on my phone. I'm all about that iPhone uh, notes app. I probably have, oh, it actually tells me right now because I have it pulled up on my laptop, which I love that it syncs between my MacBook and phone, but I have 627 notes. So you can see I use this um, app quite actively, but I keep a note on my phone and I type in what I think makes a good day and really try to then implement like, okay, let's do more of what feels good. And I also 
add in when I have a bad day and it was not for some catastrophic reason, but just a normal day, like I said, that was bad, like what happened? And you can't change things or replicate things if you do not know what there is to change or replicate. So that's why I find this practice to be so helpful because it's like you're just really paying attention instead of going through the motions of your day and you're asking yourself big questions and trying to get more of what is satisfying. And the thing that originally inspired me to do this, which is this is something else I would recommend adding into your day too. I think it's really fun. Um, You may have already heard of this before, but we have a family dinner tradition of high-low buffalo. And it's a really cute thing. I would imagine it's super fun with older kids. Right now, Colin, he's two and does not really participate. So it's more of like me and Adam are like, oh, wonder what Colin thinks about, like what his high or low would be. So we usually answer for him, but he gets so excited. He goes, high, low, buffalo, um, every time. So anyway, I feel like it's fun with older kids though. And as adults, it's fun because it's a really solid way to reflect on your day together as a family. So what you do is you all go around and you share a high from the day, just like a highlight of like, hey, this was like the best moment of my day. You share a low from the day and then you share a buffalo, which is a random thing that happened that day, typically like a story. Um, it could be good. It could be bad. Oftentimes, Adam and I are sharing about like this podcast episode we listened to or a news article we read or like a conversation we had with someone, something from our quiet time, random things like that is often what we're sharing. But anyway, it's a really fun practice. And that whole process that we've been doing, I guess since some point last year, got me really thinking about what makes the day good and bad because I'd be like reflecting in an interesting way at dinner that day, mostly about my work day of like, or my day with Colin if I was with him all day of like what was good, what was bad. And then that made me think about the whole process. So like, how can I position my life and my day for more of what makes me end the day saying like, hey, I don't really have many lows. And like that day was truly amazing. So anyway, that's why I started keeping that iPhone note. And it's really just a good awareness practice. So you don't go through life with the motions, but really instead look at what's working and what's not and fix it. So I'm going to give you some of my very own examples of what makes my work days good and what makes my work days bad. And know that as I read this, you're going to be like, some of these might be like, oh, I actually, that thing you just said would actually make me have a bad day. And that's why this practice is so important because we are all so different as individuals and something that I'm saying like energizes me and fuels me up and maybe be like, oh my gosh, I want to replicate that day might not be fun for you and vice versa. And you'll also hear as I read this list, it is all mundane stuff because like I said, I'm not looking for like the day that you won some award or you got to be featured on an amazing podcast or you made the most sales you ever had in your business. Like those kind of days are, not every day. So this is more like mundane stuff. So some things that make my work days good. Getting ready for the day. Um, I already said that one, but that is something I do not do every work day. And me getting ready, like right now I've gotten ready for the day. And what that looks like is I just have on light makeup and I'm wearing workout clothes. So like that's getting ready for me, but that counts for something like getting my makeup on, changing into something like comfortable, but that's like my outfit for the day. So that's one thing. Uh, working out is something that, again, I don't do every day, but on days I do it, it is adding a lot to my life. And it feels so good to fit that in before work or at the end of the workday, or even like after lunch. Um, I used to have a big habit of like doing an afternoon workout break. Like I kind of would hit a point getting that afternoon slump and that would be something I would do that was really helpful. 
going on a walking break or a reading break, um, depending on the weather. If it is like super, super hot or super, super cold, it might be just staying inside reading. But doing one of those things, like just going on a walk at a random point, literally like 10 minutes just around my house, improves my day. Going outside in general, whether that's like just sitting on the porch or eating lunch outside or like playing with Colin outside because that is literally all he wants to do is be outside. So as long as it's not too hot, that can be something that adds joy to my day. When it comes to work stuff specifically, having a to-do list I'm working from instead of just playing it by ear and just kind of opening my inbox and seeing what happens, which I do that sometimes. I feel like I'm pretty good at being productive and staying on task, but I have days where I'm like, I didn't get anything done. I don't know what I worked on all day because it's just like you're just doing random stuff. So having a list I'm working from where I can visually see like, hey, I accomplished that thing. Now I accomplished that thing. And like I'm knocking stuff off feels really good because then you know you're working towards different goals. Um, Accomplishing something big that moves the needle forward in a project. That really gets me excited. Um, Like on Monday this week as I'm recording this, I outlined an entire class I'm teaching for show it designers, um, which I'm really excited about. I think by the time I air this, I will already have taught the class. But if you are a show designer, you can watch the replay inside the new show it designer circle community. But anyway, it's a class show it asked me to teach and I got it all outlined, um, got everything set up for the slides to be made. And that felt so good. Like just, it was like a project that's kind of been like, okay, I got to get that done at some point and getting it done just felt like, okay, that was like amazing. And it was enjoyable for me doing that because I love creating content. Uh, Hearing positive words from someone I love and care about, that's something you can't really necessarily replicate, but anytime that happens, it can just like completely transform a day. Having a quiet time in the morning where I can read my Bible and pray and also even read like just a fiction book that's fun um, and journal, that is huge for me. Also, in addition to that, waking up before Colin wakes up. That is just like, even if it's just 30 minutes, um, when he is my alarm clock on those days, that is really hard. And that was especially true when he was little and still nursing. It just felt like I never really got a big start to the day. So when I was able to get up beforehand, that was really huge. Having a face-to-face meeting with someone, whether that's in person or on Zoom, but just like talking to someone else. Um, When you work alone, there are plenty of days where that doesn't happen. So like that can be something that really adds to my day. And so it feels funny to write, but leaving the house at all, just leaving the house, which sounds so funny because I do have days where I don't really leave the house. I might go outside of our house, but like not driving anywhere because again, all my work is here at home. I'm often at home with Colin as well. So that is something that can make the work day good. Um, getting to spend quality time with Adam and Colin or with friends and family. Another one I wrote is eating a meal I really like and not feeling like I'm scrambling at lunchtime or breakfast, like during the workday to like cook and make something, but like having something prepped that I'm going to enjoy eating. Creating content, that is just something that always makes me happy. Like right now, as I'm recording this episode, I guarantee you this is something that like at the end of the day, I'm going to be like, yeah, this was like really satisfying for me. And I just have two more small ones, so I'm going to read bad day ones. But having a clean workspace and not feeling also like my home is a wreck, which sometimes that's just the way it is. Like right now, if I were to go down to our kitchen, it looks pretty crazy. But having a clean workspace is huge. And this is so funny, but getting a latte is something 
That makes my day feel so much better. So like running by Starbucks or another coffee shop and just getting like a special drink while I'm working or even working outside somewhere like at a coffee shop is fun. But those are different things I put on my list. Again, all of those are like really kind of boring things, but that make a workday so satisfying. We spend so much of our lives working, like we've got to be asking ourselves what makes that better. Um, so those are some things for me. Um, I also would add, I don't have this on the list, but not working a true age or nine to five hours. Like I, I rarely do that anymore. So it feels like it doesn't even need to go on here, but I'm not working that many hours straight a day. I typically work more like four or five hours on the days I'm working and the rest of the time with calling and doing other things. So anyway, that's also something that adds a lot for me. Okay. So bad days, things I wrote down again, think about what your bad days and good days are as I'm reading this. Cause otherwise it's not really helpful to you just hearing about mine. I have less I wrote here, but these are things that are only within my control because remember that's all we can really prevent. So I did not write down, you know, getting sick or having a sick child or, um, you know, having a fight with someone, things like that. So these are things within my control. Feeling like the day never really started because I never got in the zone with my work. Um, That is something that happens to me. And that really is not fun. And then that's kind of when you like look at the clock and I'm like, oh, it's already two o'clock and I'm going to go pick up Colin soon. And I feel like I've gotten nothing done. Uh, Sitting all day without ever really leaving my desk. Opposite of that first one, that's something that can happen to me when I'm really in the zone. And I've talked to other entrepreneurs about this where it's like, you might have a day where you're like, you forgot to eat lunch. um, You forgot to eat breakfast. I rarely forget to eat. But I know it's a common thing, right? Because you're so in the zone. So that also, opposite of the first one, can make a day not good. Having too many meetings to where I'm just like exhausted and felt like I never got a moment for myself or all the meetings are preventing me from working on like other projects. So that's something that can be hard for me because it's just really draining. Um, But also another one that kind of is the opposite one I already shared, but not having any meetings and then also not really leaving the house or interacting with anyone besides like Adam and Colin can also sometimes, not always, but sometimes make the day feel like, oh, I feel like I didn't really get what I wanted to do done. Spending too much time on social media, just scrolling. Is that a huge one or is that a huge one? But, uh, you know, it's tough for us, right? As entrepreneurs, our business work time can often be spent on Instagram, right? Like, you know, the other day I spent like 45 minutes making a reel and that was all actual work. But then there's also times where we are just scrolling Instagram and it's not work. You're just scrolling, but you are sitting at your desk and you are seeing yourself as clocked in. And when I do that, it just literally is so detrimental and I don't feel satisfied at the end of the day. And then again, another opposite kind of, but I not having any sort of morning routine before work, but just really starting and like super, super diving in intensely right away to work is not great for me. So those are some examples from my own life. Again, ask yourself, because that's what matters, what works for you, what doesn't, what makes your day good, what makes it bad, and make a note. Maybe you're going to write it in your journal. Maybe you're going to keep it on your iPhone app like I do so that you can just add to it whenever. And two last things before I close us out. One thing I want to say that, again, I think is impactful about this practice is our lives are always changing depending on the seasons we're in. So some things I might have written, um, you know, five seven years ago when I was earlier in my business might be different than the things I wrote now. When I was in the newborn phase of motherhood, it's different stuff than what I wrote down um, right now. So just knowing that, that like what works really well for you in your workday and your life in general outside of work right now might change seasons of life to seasons of life. So just knowing that and being gracious with yourself that like 
in some seasons, the little wins are going to feel like really, really little <laughs> um, things that are more sad. So like I remember in the New Orleans places, like taking a shower that day felt like, I, and, and getting like five consecutive hours of sleep felt like, oh my gosh, I'm just winning huge. And now those things m- more feel like non-negotiables that I'm not even listing. So that's just a little example. And then final thing I want to say, this stuff is all about taking the right action not just more action that leads to results in our lives. So often as business owners, we are just told the song of just more, 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 just do more, 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 work more, try more, listen to more podcasts, take more courses, buy more things, invest more, try more, just do more. And I just want to tell you, it's about taking the right actions and a lot of times the right mundane actions um, that lead to results in our lives. And you can't improve things if you don't know what's not working and you can't keep getting results if you don't ask yourself what is working. So that's what this is all about is just self-awareness, reflection and asking yourself, hey, what's working and what's not. So let me know what you think of this if you're going to try it. Um, If you already do a similar practice as well, I'd love to hear that because I think this is a really fun conversation. And I just really hope if you get anything from this episode, it's just simply a desire to be more aware of you and what's working and isn't working so that you're not just going through the motions of life, but really like asking yourself, hey, how can I make my days more satisfying? How can I make my work more satisfying? How can I make family life more satisfying? All of that. So anyway, that is it. Let me know if this episode is impactful to you. And I want to add, since this is a really short episode, I feel like I have more time. If you've never left a review for the Breakthrough Brand Podcast, but you are are someone who's like, hey, you, you've enjoyed this show for a while, or maybe this is your first episode and you're enjoying this one, please rate and review. You can just mark like five stars or however many stars you want and leave a review that way, a rating, or you can like write something as well. I read every single review and I constantly like am going over to the podcast. I'll be like, oh, there's a new number. Let me see if they wrote something. So I love reading reviews and um, it helps the show grow. It helps more people find it. Um, reviews are really big way podcasters grow their show. So anyway, share with a friend, leave a review. And I'd also just love to hear from you personally if this episode is impactful to you. And I'll be back next week with another probably longer episode than this one. So I'll talk to you then. Bye, friend. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode all the way until the end. I appreciate you being here. And if you enjoyed this episode, then I want to invite you to check out my website template shop too. Over on elizabethmccravey.com, you'll find show it website templates that are easy to use, strategically designed, and created to help you book more clients and customers. Maybe your current website is really boring. Maybe it's a challenge to update. And maybe even it's that thing that you really feel like is just completely holding your business back. Your website needs to be strategically and intentionally designed in order for it to convert your viewers into raving customers. And that's exactly what my M shop templates do. So these are pre-made show it website templates where you can plug and play your content into it with ease and then get started with a website that's designed to actually help you make more money. These templates are designed to be SEO friendly on the back end, and they're not just pretty, but they are very strategic and with all the strategies I teach on this podcast. And best of all, they're easy for you to set up all by yourself. So shop them at elizabethmccravey.com slash shop and come join the MShop family of hundreds of happy customers. And as an added perk, you can use the code BBPodcast at checkout to get 10% off any template as a thank you for being a part of the podcast family. So that's BBPodcast for 10% off any template over at elizabethmccravey.com. 
And if you love this podcast, don't forget that you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts so that you never miss an episode and leave a rating and review for the show wherever you're listening. Share it with a friend, share it on Instagram or Facebook. That's a great way to support the podcast and get the word out. All right, I'll be back next week with another new episode.